How many friends do you have? I'm not talking about the ones on Facebook or any of the other social media platforms that you consider or count in your total uh, number of friends or followers uh, on social media. I'm, I'm talking about actual physical individuals that you can speak to and have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. People who you know have your back, who are interested in your welfare, and who will tell you the truth. I'm not sure that there will be as many as the thousands you may have on social media, but I want us to talk about friendship and connection and how much we need it in our days today. My name is Reverend Kwame Rubadiri, and you are watching Sitam Church Online. A study done uh, way back in 1985, I believe it was, uh, for a book uh, by Matthew Lieberman, his book uh, entitled Social. At that time, he was looking at um, what's happening to the fabric of society, particularly in the Western world, where, where people just don't seem to have the close connections uh, in terms of friendships that uh, we need to be having today. In fact, that study showed that um, out of a total of 100%, 59%, uh, 60% uh, said that they had, there were at least maybe three to five people who they could call on and count on as being close friends. And this was for people who were in, a, in their 30s, 40s, uh, during that, uh, that period of time. And the 1980s, of course, was pre uh, the internet and pre um, our globalization and connection. Uh, uh, through, uh, through, through the internet and through uh, social media. So about three out of five people, two-thirds of the people who are, who are, who are asked, three out of five, uh, said that yes, we have maybe three people, four people who we can count on as being friends who I could share my heart with, who understand me, who know me, and who would tell me the truth. The same study was done in 2004, right at the beginning of the new millennium. And uh, same numbers of people were asked the same question. How many people would you count on as being close friends who you could be absolutely open with and you could share your heart? And sadly, people came back with the number zero. Nobody. That there was no one they could actually trust, especially in the Western world, no one they could actually trust with the deepest fears and concerns of their lives. And this began to create a sense of um, real anguish, depression and loneliness in society, which most people thought would be filled by, that void would be filled by social media, making connections with people who maybe have gone far away from you and now you're able to, to reconnect. Well, in, in spite of our ability to connect even more with social media, uh, in, in our present day, in our present age today, uh, we really have fewer and fewer people that we can call friends. We're not connecting on a human level, we're not connecting on an emotional level, we're certainly not connecting on a spiritual level, and this is particularly hard. In the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 18, uh, we read an account of an amazing friendship. It's perhaps one of the most powerful friendships in all of the scriptures and certainly in the Old Testament is the friendship between Jonathan and David. Now in verses three and four, we read how David and Jonathan have been introduced to one another. They've met in the palace of Saul. David has been 
uh, conscripted to be a soldier in Saul's army. And uh, this wonderful friendship between David and Jonathan forms. The Bible says that their souls were knit together. And they were so connected to one another that they felt that this was uh, the beginning of a wonderful, long, and enduring friendship between them. Now, picture this. David is a shepherd boy who, of course, has killed Goliath. Jonathan is the prince of Israel. He is the next in line to the throne of his father, Saul. And the Bible says in verse 3 that uh, Jonathan took his royal robe and gave it to David. Now, actually, there were five things. Verses 3 to 4 tell us of five different things that Jonathan gave to David as an expression of his commitment in friendship to his new friend, David. The first thing was his royal robe. And I believe that this is perhaps one of the most enduring portions of friendship and connecting. It's that you will esteem, and the other person who you count as a friend is esteemed in your eyes, almost as royalty. That uh, you may consider yourself, or you may even be in a higher position, you may not, but in any case, you look up to this individual and you want to treat them and have them treated in the same way that you were treated. He was basically saying to David that I may be a prince, but I see you as a prince as well. You may be a shepherd boy, but God is elevating you and I see in you what I would like to see for myself. I would like to see you as a prince. How do you see people who you want to be your friends? And the people you see want to be connected. Are they beneath you? Uh, are, are they unapproachable? Uh, is it something that 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 uh, uh, scares you in terms of uh, wanting to uh, open up and be more vulnerable? If that is the situation that you find yourself in, ask God to help you release whatever concerns you may have, and ask you to help see the person that you truly want to be your friend in the light of their elevated elevated place in society as somebody who should be treated as royalty because that's who we are. We're made in the image of God and anyone we have dealings with we must see as being made in the image of the great King of Kings and Lord of Lords that makes you and I royalty. So let's look at one another in that light and let our friendships and our connection also form that same level of connection. You and I are royalty. Thank you.